Grant, I am so excited to finally be sitting down with you. I mean, who wouldn't want to sit down with the <laughs> premier broadcaster in all of sports television to me? I'm honored. Thank you. Well, it's great to see you, and uh, you're being way too kind. You know, I'll take the compliment, <laughs> but come on, let's not get carried away. It's great to finally yes. see you. You're so darn busy, I can never catch up with you. I know. It's, it's, it's crazy. And for my husband, he's so honored to, you know, commentate alongside you. He said he learned so much. And just watching you guys, it just always keeps me entertained, and everybody else in Los Angeles as well. Well, I don't have to yeah. tell you, you have a great man there, and uh -huh. I have so much respect for him you know we've known each other for a long time you know I always tell people the thing I love about Doug he doesn't have an ego and he doesn't think he knows it all mm -hmm. and you know what's great about him is I've learned a lot from him he mm -hmm. keeps on saying how much I've taught him about broadcasting yeah. I've learned things about basketball and I've been doing this for 31 years wow. and you know I always tell young people when I talk to him you can always learn. It doesn't matter how old you are. You can always learn every day if you learn something. And I got to tell you, I've learned a lot about basketball that I th thought I knew oh, and wow. realized I didn't just from listening to him. He is so gifted about watching the game. And even like when a player comes out to warm up mm -hmm. and he'll tell me something and I'm like, you know, I wouldn't have picked that up in a million years. So it's been great. I love working with him. Oh, that's amazing, Grant. That's You know, you've also done football and basketball yes. broadcasting. Which one's your favorite? I'm gonna throw a curveball at you. My favorite is actually hockey. Oh, wow. Yes, I love hockey announcing. I always, as a kid, wanted to grow up and be a uh, hockey announcer. And I announced Division One college hockey for six years, four when I was at college at Bowling Green. And uh, back in the early 90s, I actually had a chance to do NHL games with the Sharks for a couple of games. So I got that bucket list item off. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, football and basketball are so different because in football you have the play and then you have 15 or 20 seconds before the next play. Yeah. Well, in basketball, unless there's a free throw or something like that, right. it's constant. You know, it's ba 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 ba. You know, so yeah. which is me. I'm hyper. I'm New York. Right. You know, so it, it works out good for me. I like the fast-moving games. Yeah, and it sounds like it. And I love when you say, "If you don't like that, you don't like <laughs> NBA basketball." Like yeah. that is, and it's so exciting to watch. Somebody sent me a tape that was from back when Doug was playing and you was actually commentating uh -huh. that game. You said yeah. it and it was him and I reposted it because it just is so ironic that now he yep. does it alongside of you and you were saying it about him back then. And It's amazing, just, isn't it? It is amazing. I just, yeah. I wish I could make money on that line because yes. everyone says, I'll, yes. quick story, my son goes to college at Cal State Fullerton uh -huh. and he was down there and his first week at school, somebody said, you know, where are you from? He said, I'm from Sacramento. and. Yeah. You know, are you a Kings fan? It was the crazy. He goes, yeah, you know, my dad's the TV announcer. And right. the kid who knew nothing about my son Chase said, if you don't like that, you don't like NBA <laughs> basketball. And I'm like, wait a minute. The kid's down at college in Southern California yeah. saying it. I need to make some money on you this. you got to make it. I, I, your, I know. Everyone knows around the world. Yeah. That's your line. Yeah, it's Grant. been great. It's been good. It's uh, awesome. It just came out one day. You know, I started, uh, I think that line came out maybe around 90, 91. It just kind of yeah. happened. I didn't think about it. And then it caught on and everybody loves it. Amazing, yeah. amazing. So what do you think overall about the Kings this last season from being here oh. so long and watching them come back now? You know, it reminds me of when Doug played with the Kings, mm -hmm. the chemistry, the camaraderie, uh, how everyone, you know, before Doug got here, the Kings were terrible. Mm -hmm. And then they got Vladi Divac and they traded for Chris Webber yeah. and they drafted Peja Stojakovic and they dra drafted Jason Williams yeah. and they became overnight like an up-and-coming team. And then yes. they made the trade to get Doug, and they became a 60-win team. Yes. I look at where the Kings are right now, Jackie. Yeah. 
it reminds me of that era oh. when things were so bad and then almost like overnight it became good. Yes. De'Aaron Fox and Marmon Bagley and Buddy Heald and everyone else. Yes. I really feel that something's really special going on here in Sacramento. It remind, I've been through a lot of ups and downs because mm -hmm. I've been doing the Kings since 1988. Yes. So I've seen mostly bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I always oh, tell yeah. people I've been doing the Kings for yeah. 31 years and I lead the league in losses. But um, I will tell you, I'm so excited what we saw last year because now I can see the future yeah. and the future is so bright. I, I have to agree with you, and Doug's so excited. He's like, this is an amazing time. Like, I can feel it inside of my spirit. Yeah. The players want to be here. They want to play hard. So how long, what, what year did you know when you were younger that broadcasting is what I want to do, and that's what I'm going to go after? I would say about third grade. Oh, wow. Yeah, I knew at a very young. early age. You know, I grew up in New York, and Marv Albert was the radio voice of the Knicks and the Rangers. Mm -hmm. And I heard Marv, uh, the games weren't on TV back then for the most part. Uh -huh. And the Knicks were playing the Washington Bullets in the playoffs. And Earl Monroe was playing against Walt Frazier and Willis Reed and Wes Unseld. And I got captivated listening to the playoff series between those two teams. And I remember saying, that's what I want to do. And I was, I was 10 years old at the time. And I started practicing play-by-play. -play. I would actually play basketball on the schoolyard basketball court at lunch when I was in grade school and announce it at the same time. Oh, my God. And then when I got to junior high school, whenever we had a class assembly and the class assembly would run short and they, we had to sit there and people would start chanting my name. They'd go, Grant. Grant, Grant, and I would have to get up and I would have to do a mock play-by-play -play of either a hockey game or a basketball game. And I, I actually, if you're going to think this is crazy, but I would actually go, and now there's a timeout on the floor, and now there's word from Ford. And I would do a car commercial, oh or I would God. do a beer commercial, or I would do an airline commercial that I had memorized the actual live reads of the commercials, and I would put them into my play-by-play. -play. And I was doing that when I was in seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. Grant, that, that goes to show this was what you were born to right. do. This, I mean, to <laughs> do something like that and to memorize that and then be able to continue on with your play-by-play. -play. So is it true that you would send in reels to SportsCenter yep. and all of that, and that's how you got your start? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's really crazy how I got my start. I mean, uh, not to go on, but my dad's mixed doubles tennis partner in New York, uh -huh. they played in the summer outdoors on clay courts and he owned what was ESPN before ESPN came about. It was called the Mislu Sports Network. Yeah. And he had always said, hey, if we can ever do anything for Grant, let me know. Well, I was at Bowling Green, and the year after I graduated, Bowling Green made it out to the California Bowl, mm -hmm. and they were playing Fresno State. So I contacted Vic Piano, who owned the Mislu Sports Network, and he got me in touch with the executive producer. I still remember the guy's name. His name's Bill Schwing. Oh, and I God. called Bill up, and I said, hey, Bill, I uh, was referred to you by... Uh, big piano. So I fly out to Fresno. He goes, show up at the meeting on Friday night. So I show up at this meeting at this hotel in Fresno. And I'm in this room with these other people at a meeting. And But then the meeting, I'm just sitting there. And then the meeting ends and Bill Schwing looks at me and he goes, now I'm sorry, what are you here again for? And I said, well, I'm Grant Nieper. I talked to you on the phone. And he said, well, you know, I just can't let you go on TV. He goes, I do need someone to do the halftime but I've never seen you. I can't let you go on national TV. And I said, I understand completely. I said, if I'm not good enough to go on your network, then I completely understand. He said, show up three hours before the game. I'm going to give you an audition. And if you're good enough, then you can anchor the halftime show. So anyway, they have technical difficulties. 
and they don't, I don't get a chance to do an audition. They can't see me. And I'm in the broadcast booth of the game of the California Bowl, and I'm six, seven minutes left to go in the first half. And I say to the stage manager, I go, hey, can you ask Bill if I'm doing the halftime or not? And there's now three minutes left to go in the half. Oh my and I'm standing there. I've got my suit on, and she goes, yes, you're going to do it. You're going to interview the commissioner of the league, and you're going to do some highlights. So this is national television. I've never been on TV oh before. Oh, my God. But I've been practicing my whole life as if I were on TV. I would go into my room, and I would close the door, and I would make believe there was a camera on the wall. And I would do sportscast all by myself. So I was ready for this because I've been practicing it my whole life. But when the lights are on and the yes. camera's on, <laughs> it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. So anyway, I did the whole thing. And I guess it went okay because I'm walking out of the stadium. And I'm walking by the TV truck. And it just so happened that Bill Schwing opens up the door and he goes, Grant! He goes, oh my God, you have no idea how nervous we were all in that truck. He said, you did a great job. I wish you the best of luck in your career. Oh my God. And then I went back to Ohio and, uh, you know, I knew all the sports guys because they knew me from the games. And yeah. about four months later, the sports director at the ABC station in Toledo, he goes, hey, Grant, I didn't know you did TV. And I said, I didn't either. Right. And he said, well, listen, I'm gone for six weeks this summer on vacation. My weekend guy is filling in. Would you be interested in coming up and doing an audition? And I said, I would love to. And I remember because it was my, my birthday, June 18th, 1983. Oh my and I went up to the TV station in Toledo. And I sit down and the news director says, write a couple of scripts. And I don't write scripts. I ad-lib everything I do in my whole life. But, so I wrote the scripts and we walk into the studio. And he goes, okay, you're going to just do it. And he goes, the teleprompter is a foot pedal underneath, and I'm looking, I'm like, it's like a sew, old sewing machine. Yeah. And I had to work the teleprompter with my foot. Now I'm nervous, I'm getting ready to do my audition. Yeah. So I do it, and the news director sitting there, he goes, do you want to do it again? And I said to him, I go, well, you don't get a chance to do it again when you're live, do you? Right. And he goes, no, you don't. Anyway, they ended up hiring me to fill in on the weekends on the ABC station in Toledo, Ohio, for $5 an hour. Oh, my God. I had then lost my radio job because our station was sold in Bowling Green, so I lived in New York with my parents. I would get a call on a Thursday. Hey, Grant, can you work this weekend? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I'd get my little Subaru. I would drive 550 miles, 10 hours to Toledo. I would do the five-minute sportscast on Saturday, the five-minute sportscast on Sunday, and I did that for six to eight months until I could get a tape put together, and then I sent it out, sent it out everywhere. I sent it to everywhere that I thought I could work. And one day I get a call from Mr. Dick Westbrook in Decatur, Illinois, and he said, um, hey, um, actually I called them. I always followed up like two weeks later. I called, I said, can I speak to, and I would always, the, the receptionist would answer the phone, hi, can I speak to so-and-so? I call up the ABC station in Decatur, one of my 20 calls that day. Can I speak to Dick Westbrook, please? Yes, hang on. I'm waiting a minute. Dick Westbrook here. I said, hi, uh, my name is Grant Napier, and he goes, yes, actually, I just looked at your tape. Our weekend guy just handed me his resignation. I like your tape. Would you be interested in coming here for an interview? Oh. And I ended up getting the job, my first full-time job in TV in Decatur, Illinois, wow. and that was the start of my career. So, you, you know, I was lucky, but I was ready for it because I'd been practicing my whole life. Not only that, Grant, you were diligent and you were persistent, right. and you knew that you had what it takes, and now look. All these years later. I was living with wow. my, my roommate at the time, was George McPhee, who was mm -hmm. a player on the New York Rangers. Mm -hmm. He went to Bowling Green, 
and he had played uh, with the Rangers for his first year, and he came back to Bowling Green to train, and I was working him out every day. Yeah. Like, I was helping him train, and I'll never forget this, because it was a hot July day, and I had, we had, we had gone out, and we had trained, and I got that call, and I, I literally, I'm not exaggerating, I went out there, I did my interview, I came back, and George comes into the apartment, and I have like four or five grocery bags <laughs> of all of my stuff in there. That's all I had. Oh like God. literally, like grocery bags. And he goes, where are you going? I go, Georgie, I just got a job, man. I'm out of here. Now, that's amazing. And I, I'm not kidding you. I literally said, George, I'm leaving, man. I got my job. And he, oh he I, I got in the car, and I drove five hours to Illinois, and that's where I started my TV career. And I said, George, man, I'll talk to you. I'll see you in the hockey, you know. See you around. Yeah, I'll wow. see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. Oh my God. That yeah. I don't even know what to say. I mean, when you hear stories like that, it shows you don't give up. Nope. You never give up. Right. And if you really have a dream, you pursue it and look. Look at I mean, yeah. you're a living, walking example. And you're so great at what you do. That's my question to you. Is Doug's told me, a lot of people have told me, Grant doesn't even really prepare. You just <laughs> know. And it just, it, it cracks me up because Doug be trying to practice. He's like, I can't fucking get it. And I'm like, what? He's like, I don't understand how Grant can just show up and he you knows know, this shit. You so know, how? I got to tell you, Jackie, I, in school, I couldn't remember what I read 30 seconds earlier in any type of a book. Yeah. But like, if you ask me what happened in a game in 1972, I'll be able to tell you what happened pretty much. And I've always had a great rec recolle uh, recollection of sports yeah. and numbers. And like, I'll watch a game and I remember everything that happened in the game. And when I get pre prepared to do an NBA game, yeah. like I'll look over a couple of notes and I'll talk to people and then I'm ready to go. And I have nothing written down in front of me. Oh my God. You know, our producer in Sacramento at our radio station, Jay, you know, he just knows. He just knows. He, what do you want to talk about today? And I'm like, well, you know, we'll see what we're going to do. And Doug, goes, Doug will send me a text <laughs> message. What are we going to talk about today? And I go, well, you know, we're going to talk about some, some NFL draft. We're going to talk about the, the yeah. playoffs. And, you know, I love Doug because I will say this. You know this, okay? Doug is the most prepared person I've ever worked with. And I love it because, yeah. like, there are a lot of, not to stereotype, but there are a lot of former athletes that think mm -hmm. they know everything right. and they can just show up right. and they're out of the business in a year. Yeah. And Doug is so darn prepared. Oh <laughs> he God. makes fun of me because he comes in with all these notes and everything. Yes. And I literally walk in and I sit down and yes. I do the show. I don't write anything down. Like even my commercials that I do, my endorsements, wow. I just don't write anything down. Like I just make them up. You know, it's just like Amazing. even that... Um, you know, back in eighth grade, when I did the, the, the commercial, there was a really popular beer in New York called Schaefer Beer. Yeah. And uh, I would just start off by doing the commercial in the middle of the game in eighth grade. It's just, uh, it's unbelievable. That I is mean, amazing. That's a gift, Grant. That's a gift. You know, I would go, you know, I think I even, you know, for just about every kind of beer you can name, there's one beer that stands a cut above the other, and that beer is Schaefer, because Schaefer comes on first beer bright, first beer rewarding, every beer through, from your first frosty glass to your very last, and brother, that's the beer you've got coming. What? And you know what? And like, so like that was, I haven't, I haven't, I have not said that commercial since I was in high school and I just started. Oh my God. So I remember things. Right. Like I remember like sports is like, to me, it, it doesn't go in one ear and goes out the other. It stays in my head. I don't know, I've always been like that.
Isn't that, that crazy? Is, that is crazy. And that, that commercial, I could hear it. I could see it. That, yeah. They could put that on right now and right. have a successful commercial. That's amazing. Yeah, and I mean, I did the same thing with the, the car commercials. The air, like the, It's such a long time ago, the airline commercials that I used to memorize, yeah. they're out of business. Eastern Airlines, Pan Am, TWA, all the yeah. commercials back then that were the sponsors of the Knicks and the Rangers, they're out of business. But I still know the commercials. That you know? is amazing. I mean, so... Wow. But I, I, I love working with Doug, and I love because he I tease him. Yes. Like, look at all the stuff you have written right. down here, you know? And I'm like, how long did that right. take you? you know? Grant, it literally takes our evenings up because he's in there from 9 o'clock like, I have to get this ready. Tomorrow we're talking about some great stuff. And then he goes, and Grant's just going to have it. I'm, I'm going to try. And he's tried it once or twice and he's like, never again. I will come in there with all my notes, and that's what he's going to do because yeah. he's not. Wow. You know, people say I'm not prepared, but you yeah. see what my preparation happens by watching everything, yeah. you know, just like on the holidays. And my wife's great about it, but she knows I'm watching the games. Yes. You know, I'm not going to sit right. at the dinner at, at the table for two hours because I have to watch the games. That's right. I watch everything like I really do. And I have a room at my house that I have three TVs on the wall. Oh, so in Sundays, Sundays in the NFL season, mm -hmm. I have all the games on. And I really mean this. Like when I come into work on a Monday, yeah. I've watched almost every single NFL game one way or the other like I, it's all i do on sunday oh wow and you you know this because doug's yeah. told you and i know yeah. people are going to think this is crazy but when i'm announcing nba games on a sunday night mm -hmm. i'm watching an nfl game right in front of me while i'm announcing a basketball game like That's i don't miss i know i don't miss any game, even when I'm announcing an NBA That is game. amazing. No, that's amazing. That's unheard of. Like you said, <laughs> babe, it's the most amazing thing you've ever seen. I swear, if you could just see it. I said, are you sure? And Grant's watching. He said, babe, he's watching, commentating. He's doing it all at the same time. I've never seen anything like it. And like, then, like, if it's a Seattle game, yes. I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to hold the phone up. Like, if we're not on camera and, like, the Seahawks just made a touchdown, I'm like this. And, you know, he's like... No, he's like, get it out of here. You know what I mean? I'm like, come on, man. Look at Russell Wilson just ran for eight yards and scored a touchdown, you know? Yeah. And he's literally like, I'm trying to get him That's in my way of thinking, think. but he can't do it. He you can't know? do it. Right. He goes, Grandma, show me something, baby. And I'm like, I cannot look at nothing else. I just want to, I can't, because he can see all this different stuff. It's like he's a machine. Like he tells people, Grant is a machine. Well, That's you know, you're a machine at what you do. I'm yes. a machine at what I do. Like what you do, yes. you are unbelievably talented. Thank I couldn't you. do what you do. Thank you. I couldn't in a million years. Yeah. <laughs> and I could, I, you know, we all have our gifts. Yes. And we're all, there's something in our body. And I, mm -hmm. I always tell young people this. Find mm -hmm. what you love. Find your passion. Yes. And don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it. And this has always been something that has made me tick. Mm -hmm. It is my passion. When you do your show and yeah. the cameras are rolling, yeah. I mean... I couldn't do that in a million years, but you you have a gift. We all have gifts. Doug has, Doug's gift yeah. is, and I don't say this to embarrass you or anyone. His gift is, you know what his gift is? What? He's a nice person Thank and he you. cares about everybody. Yeah, and does. that's the gift that I think more people need to have yeah. because he has time for everybody. Yes, he, that's right. He is never rude to anyone. He's yes. never short with anybody. Mm -hmm. He is... He's the type of person that if you see him from afar, mm -hmm. your perception of Doug Christie is, man, he's a great guy. Yeah. If you see him on TV talking to people or interviewing someone or yeah. us joking, people go, wow, that Doug Christie, what a great guy he is. And then when they meet him, they're not disappointed because they're like, that's who I thought it was going to be. He reminds me of my father a lot that way. My father had time for everybody. Mm -hmm. My father was... 
always a such a gregarious person around other people. Yeah. Doug's got the ability to put his arm around somebody that's having a bad day yes. or having a problem, and he can he can make that person have a completely different outlook, yeah. and that's a gift. Thank you. That that I will take forever, yeah. and I will definitely share that with him. I appreciate that a hundred percent. I got one last question for you. I was challenged to ask you: Can you remember? jerseys from 19, from the 1980s mm -hmm. from the New York Giants. Oh, yeah. Tell me something. Well, I can remember jerseys from when uh, I started going to the Giants games at uh, Yankee Stadium wow. in 19... I was three years old. Oh, my God. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and then, you know, through that whole era, I mean, you know, the whole Giants secondary, Willie Williams, 41, Spider Larkart, the Free City, 43, left end Jack Gregory, number 81, Fred Dreyer, 89, John Mendenhall, the nose guard, 64. Then if you want to go into the 70s, you know, we can go Brad Van Pelt, outside linebacker, number 10. I've got all the, you know, the running backs, Tucker Fragerson, 24, Bobby Duhon, 28, Ron Johnson, 30, wide receiver, Homer Jones, 45. I mean, I can go all the way through the, you said 80s. No, no, let's go back to the 60s, girl. Oh, my God. Forget about the what? 80s. 80s. I can what? go 80s is like, that's too easy. We got to go back to when, you know, I mean, yeah, no, I, I remember, you know, when I announced Division One college hockey in Bowling Green, where I went, was a national powerhouse. I still, to this day, remember not only all the numbers of the players that were on Bowling Green, I remember a lot of the numbers on the teams that we used to play, like Ohio State, Northern Michigan, wow. uh, Wisconsin, because in hockey, to do radio play-by-play, -play, you have to memorize name to number because the game is too quick. You don't have a chance to look down at your program. So if I see number eight on another team, I gotta know exactly who that is. If I see number two, I don't have to, I have to memorize. So like flashcards, I would have numbers with names. So one weekend we're playing Ohio State, next weekend we're playing Northern Michigan, the next week we're playing Michigan. And even though the numbers are the same on every team, but the different names, I never got them mixed up. Wow. And so I was always able to do that. And that's why hockey's such a challenge because they're changing players every 30 seconds. That's right. So. Yeah, no, I, Doug, that, when someone calls up and asks a question from a game in 1976 or 81, they'll say a player, and I'll, I'll just interject the number real quick, oh quick, and it flips Doug out. Oh, I know it does. No, he like, tells me, he's he like, it's the most it. unbelievable thing you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, I remember man. numbers on the other teams. I know exactly who that is. If I see number two, I don't have to, I have to memorize. So, like, flashcards, I would have numbers. With names. So one weekend we're playing Ohio State, next weekend we're playing Northern Michigan, the next week we're playing Michigan. And even though the numbers are the same on every team, but the different names, I never got them mixed up. And so I was always able to do that. And that's why hockey's such a challenge because they're changing players every 30 seconds. That's right. So, yeah, no, I, Doug, that, when someone calls up and asks a question from a game in 1976 or 81, They'll say a player, and I'll I'll just interject the number real quick, oh quick, and it flips Doug out. Oh, I know it does. He no, tells like, me he's he like it's the most it. unbelievable thing you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> like wow. Yeah, I remember man. numbers on the other teams. It's uh, I don't know. It's crazy, but I've always been able to do that. Isn't that nuts? That is the most. That's that's a gift there. That's amazing. And everybody, I can't keep Grant. I can talk to Grant all day, from now on. Listen. Tune in because I can't wait till this is out and you guys get to see it.